The world needs heroes to protect us from bad takes. There once was a man named Paul who said that Star Trek was better than Star Wars, and we can't stand for this type of injustice. Join the fight against bad takes and support the show over at MultiplayerSquad.com. But Josh, I'm scared of Patreon, but still want to help. What can I do? Well, future hero, you can now subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and get amazing rewards like two bonus episodes each week, early access, and ad-free episodes. Paul said it's more so that you don't have to listen to my terrible intros anymore, but we all know how bad his takes are. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are here for family-friendly discussions about gaming, and since today is a Monday, we are coming at you guys with a bonus round episode where we are going to be taking some listener questions and answering those for you all. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast in Apple Podcasts, and you can also be a Patreon supporter by heading over to MultiplayerSquad.com. And either way, you'll help support the show, and you'll also get access to some bonus episodes that Josh and I record every week. We have these little five-minute quick-take episodes that we're sure you guys would love, and you also get to help support the show and keep things running. So please consider helping support us in one of those ways. I am your host, Paul, and with me, I hope he's ready for a lot of questions, because we got quite a few. It's Josh. I am always ready for anything, Paul. I'm like you're, Spider-Man. You're <laughs> yeah. Nothing oh. gets past my Spidey sense. <laughs> so we have done a couple of episodes like this in the past where we have solicited questions from listeners. And I think these have always been a lot of fun. I think Dude. I really enjoy it because we inevitably get a lot of questions that are not gaming related. And even though I know most people are probably tuning in to talk about gaming... I at least always find it fun to also explore a couple other areas. So we get to cover lots of gaming. We get to cover some other stuff as far as like movies, music, food, pop culture, some stuff like that. How do you feel about these question episodes? They're awesome, man. Honestly, (laughs) it's like the people tell us they love them. There's a reason that we keep doing these. It's not that we're out of stuff to talk about because, I mean, we have like just gaggles of ideas for our bonus rounds. But people love the, the the listener questions episodes. We love them. So obviously we want to do them because they're a lot of fun. And it is fun, man. Like, I mean, we spend it. We're a gaming podcast. We spend an awful lot of time talking about gaming. But it is every it is nice every now and then to, like, take that little bit of a, of a, a side road, you know, and just yeah. say, like, hey, let's let's chat about life a little bit. Let's chat about some of these goofy questions that people ask, which is really the fun <laughs> part, right, is people ask some goofy stuff man and so we see those and we laugh and then it's like hey well this would be fun to talk about on the show so let's do it yeah and it really fits the whole vibe because it's not like you and i we are not gaming journalists right we're not like trying to break news we are not trying to bring real serious gaming criticism we're just normal dude well i know you take offense all right josh is one extra dude i am one normal dude and we just say paul (laughs) i learned this last time not to call you normal um, but we just like, you know, hanging out and discussing life. You know, we want you guys to feel like we're your friends. We're all just getting together, having a good time. This also helps you guys get to know us a little bit more. So the primary way that we get these questions is through our free Discord server. 
If you are curious to come join, there's a link in the episode description. It's totally free. You just get to join, hang out, and socialize with other people who like the show, along with me and Josh. And so we always solicit questions, and then we add them to our big master list. And then the way that we do this is where Josh and I have a shared document. We're going to take turns picking what question we think would be fun to answer. We'll read it out loud, and we will both give our answers for every question. And we have a lot this time. There's no way we're going to get through all these We've probably got a good, like, 60, 70 questions here. So I say let's just get into it, Josh. You ready to just jump right in and start I, reading I some am. questions? I love these, man. I, I'll be honest. I, <laughs> You and I were joking that I got off of work about 10 minutes ago. I am mm-hmm. not, like, super prepared for these questions, which I think yeah. will be fun because normally we have a chance to scroll through them and kind of say, hey, this is a really good one. I'm looking at page upon page of questions here. and. Uh, I'm I'm a wing this one, Paul. <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, my answers. I reserve the right to change my answers later on. Sure, right, right, right. We're looking at this pretty much on the spot. I put the list together, but I did my best to try not to overthink and start formulating answers. A lot of these did come through just today, so we're gonna try to mostly wing this for the most part. But Josh, how about you go first? I'll, I'll let you pick the first question, and then we'll <laughs> bounce back and forth. <laughs> That's what made me laugh. Okay. Uh, this one's uh, from Dr. Good Guy. And he says, this is a question for Josh. How has your marine biology degree helped you since moving to Arizona? <laughs> oh, man. So, Touché. Josh, if, if the people don't know, you do have a background in marine biology. You were a dolphin trainer for a while, which has come up on the show. You now live in the middle of the desert in Phoenix, Arizona, how how much is that degree helping you these days? Uh, it's immensely helpful when I want to brag about once upon a time <laughs> I was a dolphin trainer and got to swim with dolphins every day and somebody actually uh-huh. paid me money to do that. Um, other than that, it has been 0% useful uh, <laughs> since then. Yeah, You know, Paul, oddly enough, not a lot of dolphins and whales in Arizona. No, not very many. In fact, uh, on a more somber note, we actually do have an aquarium out in Scottsdale. Famously, a couple of dolphins died there, and they no longer carry any dolphins. So not only do we not have many, the few that we did have here, it actually did not go so well. But yeah, listeners might be curious to know, you know, you and I are not really professional podcasters. We have our daily jobs. Wait, wait, hold on a minute, buddy. Hold (laughs) on a minute. No one has ever accused us of being professional (laughs) podcasters. But funny enough, you and I both have science degrees. So your degree's in biology. My degree is in chemistry. For a daily job, you work in insurance. I work in foster care. And yet the people know us because of the podcast. So I don't think anyone can solve you and I. I don't think we really know what we're doing. We're just kind of floating through life doing our best. We're the superheroes the world needs, Paul. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So our degrees, I don't think, help us in our jobs or with the podcast whatsoever. No. Nope, not at all. But yet here we are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's a good question. Actually, I really enjoy that name, Dr. Good Guy. That actually came about because we were joking on the Discord server about funny knockoff soda brands. Oh, my goodness. And I was the one who brought up Dr. Good Guy, which I think is from Khalil. Um, but that's like a knockoff of Dr. Pepper. It might even be Mr. Good Guy. And I just always thought that was so funny 
they got a kick out of it and even changed their Discord name. So, it's, all right, that's that's a good one to lead us off. There are so many knockoffs of Dr. Pepper. It's absolutely oh, yeah. ridiculous, man. And I don't even like Dr. Pepper, which is, it's too sweet to me, man. Too syrupy. It's not, I, I don't drink a lot of soda anyway, but man, that, that one just doesn't. And then it's just goofy that there's 18 knockoffs of Dr. Pepper yeah. out there. People don't try to, I mean, I know there's off-brand colas, but it's kind of like, yeah, we can't quite get this right to compete with Coke. So we're just <laughs> just going to keep remaking Dr. Pepper over and over again. Ugh, and none of them are good. Like you can have knockoff root beers and even citrus sodas, even like Mountain Dew or Sprite. You can't really mess with Coke or Dr. Pepper. Like those just they never work quite right. Boy, they sure try, though. All right, well, let's uh, go ahead and pull in uh, a question here about gaming. I do really like this one here. This one comes in from Toaster, and (laughs) Toaster asks, Where did Terraria go on your leaderboard? I listened to your deep dive on it a while back. I don't remember you ranking it. If you didn't, why didn't you? All right, so I, I did mention this a couple episodes back. I don't know what happened. I accidentally deleted three of our games from the leaderboard. We regularly go back to our leaderboard and re-rank games because our opinions change over time when we can reflect back. Sometimes the games have updates that make them better or worse. I have no explanation, but not only is Terraria missing, I went back and looked at our backlog. I also somehow deleted Borderlands 3 and Risk of Rain 2. So we actually have three games, Josh, that are missing on our leaderboard that I think we should just go ahead and add right now. So if anyone's Ooh. new, do you want to tell them? <laughs> oh, let's what, do it. Do you want to tell the people what our leaderboard is if they're not aware? So every every game that we do a review episode on, that we do a deep dive on, we rank on our leaderboard. We love doing it because it's completely nonsensical to take all of these different games and somehow try to rank them uh, in order of like our favorite to least favorite. And... Just if it wasn't hard enough, we've started adding single player games on the leaderboard as well because we just love torturing ourselves, apparently. But somewhere along the way, we lost three games. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I mean, we got to fix it, Paul. We can't. That's a travesty, right? Yeah, it really is. I don't know where we initially put those games, but we have reviewed, we have redone the leaderboard at least once, if not twice, since all of them. So let's just take them one at a time. Let's start with Terraria. Keeping in mind, this is your oldest daughter's favorite game of all time and might disown you if we don't put it number one. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to go that high. Sorry, daughter. <laughs> but <laughs> We had a good where, run. <laughs> yeah. Where, where do you think we might put Terraria? Because we were both very high on it. We definitely both married Terraria. It's, it's a good game, man. It really is. Uh, I think that's one of the games that really caught us off guard with how good it actually was. I would, I'm looking at our list. I would put it somewhere around like Deep Rock Galactic, which is at 16. I feel like that's in that range give or take a few yeah i i think that's fair i was thinking if anything maybe just slightly higher i think anything in our 12 to 16 range is perfectly oh, fair let's put it at 12 paul oh okay nothing makes me happier than moving <laughs> destiny 2 down yeah so in this range we're looking at destiny 2 rainbow six siege black ops cold war resident evil village i think i'm inclined to put terraria above all of those 
But I would not put it above GTA Online, Warzone, Divinity Original Sin 2. No. No. Dude, let's put it at 12. That's the it's it's like a it fits like a glove, Paul. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm totally down with that. So 12 we'll go ahead and we'll pop in Terraria. And next up we've got Borderlands 3. This one's going back a ways, Josh. We reviewed this oh game quite a while ago. Uh-oh. Um you know, I, you know what I love? We don't have any recency bias going on. <laughs> Not at all. We played um, it a full I mean, year ago. Let's be honest. Borderlands 2 is better than Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3 is good, but not great. What do you think? Are You you got a range in mind? Uh, So our leaderboard is now sitting at 49 games, soon to be 51. Oh uh, most of the games I would say we have enjoyed. So if it sounds a little low, it doesn't mean we don't like it. It just means comparatively on a list of good games, it's a little bit lower. I would probably put it somewhere in the mid to late twenties. Ooh, I was uh, thinking mid twenties. Yeah, I'm thinking I was looking it goes, at a way out. Like, keep talking. Yeah, I think. I think I would put it if it's me. I think I would put it one. Maybe at 25. But man, A Way Out is so good. It's just such a different game, too, though. I would say either 27 or 25. Okay. Is my leanings, what are you thinking, higher, lower? No, I think that's really fair. I would say one above or one below A Way Out. I think Borderlands 3 has more replayability. It's definitely more action-y, too. So, you know, it, it again... Personal preference comes into play big time on these. Um, why don't we do... A Way Out is a really good game. Let's put it one under A Way Out. All right. I'm fine with that. So we've got it just below Operation Tango, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, and A Way Out, but we have it above RimWorld, Knockout City, and Star Wars Squadrons. Feel good with that? I think, yeah, that sounds real good. And then Risk of Rain 2? Yeah, that's Paul, the last this one. Is- this is one of those games that I grow fonder of the longer I don't play it. I do too, Josh. I I, I constantly think, man, I would totally be down to play more Risk of Rain 2. I'm the same way. I, I actually kind of miss it a little bit. It's the perfect game to jump into for 15, 20 minutes. Um, and I have actually been thinking about it because somebody brought it up like last week. And I was like, man, you know what? I really miss that game. So I'm going higher on this one, Paul. I think it's... I think it's a great game. I'm back into the the teens. Yeah. On Risk of Rain. How do you feel about bumping Divinity 2 down one more spot? <laughs> never. Never. I would never put Risk of Rain oh, sorry, above not, Divinity. Sorry, not Divinity. I mean, I mean Destiny 2. Oh, oh. No brainer. <laughs> All right, you want to move Destiny 2 <laughs> down the, one more? Yeah, put it right I below do? Terraria. Did below or above to Terraria? Ask? Oh. Terraria personal preference I like Risk of Rain better but I also need to give Terraria its due because it is such a great game so I would put I would put it one below Terraria even though nine times out of ten if you said Josh which one of these two do you want to play I'm gonna pick Risk of Rain too yeah I hear you Terraria has just so much you can do and it's it's one of those games that you can just buy one game and play it for a full year, and you're not really going to get tired of it. Risk of Rain 2, I don't think you can put that many hours into it at once, but I would say it has higher highs. So let's go ahead and put it one below Terraria, so we'll have it at number 13 now. And uh, apologies to Destiny 2, you went ahead and took a little bit of a dive going from 12 to 14. This was a win-win-win, Paul. (laughs) 
<laughs> Josh is happy about it. I think I was a little higher on Destiny than Josh, but you know, what are you going to do? It's still a great game. I have never hidden my disdain for Destiny 2. <laughs> all right, very nice. So while I am updating the website live by changing all of these numbers, Josh, why don't you go ahead and read the next question to the audience? All right, this one's this is a good one. Who is your favorite office character and who is your least favorite office character now i admittedly was very late to watching the office i remember hearing you and all of our friends talking about it and making the you know the jokes and the one-liners and stuff like that and i had no idea why everybody would start laughing and talking about these characters until about a year ago so Man, I don't know why I waited so long. If you have not seen The Office, I I was just telling somebody the other day, I can't remember who it was, but I told them, I was like, stop what you're doing. I know it sounds crazy, but go watch The Office. (laughs) Well, you were a little late to a bunch of those comedies back to back because you also went through Community and had you seen Parks and Rec or did you... You went through that also, like the whole NBC lineup you did at once. Yes, we went through most of it, man. And I was just mad at myself for waiting for so long um the my favorite this is an easy one i I don't know if it's the same for everybody i feel like he's probably one of the more popular ones but dwight schrute man dwight cracks me up dwight's your number one he's my number one man i love it because he's trolly he's he's smart but you know he he doesn't come across as smart all the time uh he's one of those kind of jack of all trades master of none Except mm-hmm. for beet farming, he's probably a master at that. <laughs> I actually have a a shirt that says Shroot Farms on it. Oh, yeah. I've and seen every it. now and then people will be like, Oh, I love your shirt, man. And then it's like you have an instant friend at that point. Um, and then least favorite, oh man, probably I was not a fan of Andy Bernard. Were you a I fan of Andy why. in the beginning, or were you never a fan? Because I never loved Andy, when they first brought him in, when he kicks the office chair and says, I'm going to go out of my freaking mind and like kicks the chair. I loved his character. Over time, he was just so neutered in every sense of the word. And they really destroyed him in the last couple seasons. He's very hard to take at the end. I just, I don't, maybe it was the ending. I don't, he just never clicked with me for some reason. And I, I, yeah, I, he's probably my least favorite. <laughs> well, he's back from anger management. He's got a new attitude <laughs> and a so new funny. name, <laughs> Drew. <laughs> Drew. What about you, man? Who's uh, who's your favorite? Oh, you know, it's such an easy answer. I it it's almost too obvious. It's Don't Michael pick Scott. Jim. Okay, it's Michael I Scott. Say, I thought you were going to say Jim for a no, second there, and I was no. like, everybody likes Jim, but is Jim anybody's actual favorite? No, I, if anything, was a little more anti-Jim than maybe most people were. Michael Scott is just one of the all-time greatest sitcom characters ever. I love the emotional highs and the cringy lows. Scott's Tots is one of the greatest (laughs) episodes. I know some people hate it. I love it. And the greatest episode of TV of all time is The Dinner Party. It's amazing. And Michael and Jan go back and forth. I mean, you could almost say Jan is like my second favorite character just from that one episode. She is so good in it. But I got to go Michael Scott. You know, he's gone through three vasectomies. What more can you want from a man? (laughs) (laughs) And then what about least favorite? It's hard 
to sometimes pick a person because everybody's endearing in some way in the office. Now, I know there's people listening right now and they're starting to tune out because they haven't seen the office. And this is what we're telling you. Just like we give you guys good game recommendations, do yourself a favor. There's a reason that The Office is hailed as one of the best sitcoms ever made, like ever made. It, it just trust us. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is very easy. The real answer is clearly D'Angelo, played by Will Ferrell, one of my all-time favorites. But I don't think that's in the spirit of the question. I think they mean yeah. of the main cast. And I hate to say it, it's Kevin Malone. It has what? to be Kevin. Kevin, no! Kevin, same it's as Andy, he's creepy looking, the same way, it? the same way that Andy became insufferable by the end of the show, they made Kevin. So his IQ goes from like an average 100 in season one down to about four in the last season. They turn him so stupid that I found him very hard to watch. Uh, the, the chili scene aside, right? The chili oh scene is iconic. I love Kevin in the early seasons. It's mostly just that they 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 took his stupidity to such low levels that like when he's talking, you know, why speak many word when few word do trick? I just found that to be very hard to watch. So I'm going to go Kevin for my least favorite. All right, I get it. He is very creepy. Uh he did, they did a good job. He 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 was great at his character, but I can I can get that. <laughs> All right, Paul, you're up, buddy. All right, let's see. I am going to go with a question here from Mug. I think this is the first thing that we've read from them. But Mug writes, (laughs) Mug writes, (laughs) what are some of your favorite arcade games from when you were a kid? Oh, I love thinking about arcades. We had an entire episode about arcade memories. Yeah. And it's just a shame. Like, there's people that are like, I've heard of arcades, but I don't really get the draw of them. Yeah. For me, this is an easy, easy one. It was Street Fighter 2. Yeah. I, I was I was an absolute just wizard at that game. I I remember the lines of people on both sides. The winner stays, the loser pays. You, you know, people would put their quarter up if you were the next challenger so that you had <laughs> yep. your spot in line. And it was just absolutely incredible, man. So hands down for me, Street Fighter 2 was the best arcade experience of all time what about you that was a great one uh as someone born in the mid 80s you know i spent a lot of arcade time here in the early 90s i would say nba jam nfl blitz the simpsons all the ninja turtle games that came out oh uh, ninja turtles was great the four player having four people huddled around an arcade game when you know everybody's you're, you're rooting each other on it that those were really really good gauntlet was another one people probably aren't really familiar with gauntlet um i remember because i'm a little bit older than you i remember some of the really cool games that came out like dragon's lair uh-huh. which at the time was a game it was almost like a movie so the graphics were just absolutely unheard of. Now the gameplay was the stupidest gameplay ever invented because all you had to do was like tap the the joystick a certain direction during these cutscenes, right and you only had like a half second to do it and if you failed the guy would die in spectacular fashion and your game was over um but because it was filmed like a cartoon movie it blew people's minds so people would just i remember standing in crowds of like 10 15 people watching some guy play dragon's lair because at the time it was just mind-blowing now I look back and I'm like, that game was terrible. 
horrible. Like, what were people thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because we did a full bonus round episode in the past solely on arcade games. So if you want to go back into the previous episodes, you can always go back and find that where we talked a lot more. Uh, I remember talking about DDR and how that whole movement was a ton of fun in the arcades. It's a little bit of a shame because nowadays... You know, we do still have things like Dave and Buster's. Like, I even just took my kids to Dave and Buster's yesterday. And it's just such a shame that two-thirds of all the games are mobile games. So it's like Fruit Ninja, and it has, like, console games like Mario Kart. I really loved when you could go to the arcade and you were playing games that you didn't have available on consoles. It was like a, a whole separate thing that you could look forward to. Nowadays, there's really no point of having an arcade Everything that you can play in an arcade, you can play at home. Yeah, there's no other than the huge like fighter jet pods that you can sit in. There's no the technology is not so far above and beyond what you can do at home that it's that it's not that mind blowing experience that it was when we were kids and you walked in and it was just this explosion of sights and sounds and people and stuff like that going on. I miss those days, man. I really do. Yeah, me too. All right, Josh, next question. Okay. You get to play... This one's from uh, Ace of Shame. I like this one. You get to play a superhero or villain in a big-budget live-action movie. Who do you want to be, or who do you think you can pull off the best? All right. So, first of all, I cannot pull off acting as anyone at any time. Now, growing up, my younger sister, Miranda loved acting and my mom would always have us audition for all of these plays through theater works which is like the community theater here in in peoria arizona and i had to be in these productions year after year after year audition after audition after audition never got a speaking part never landed any gig i cannot act And almost every year, I ended up as the guy doing curtains. So I am very much better suited for work in the background. I feel like you're just not good at pretending, Paul. No. Like, it was when we were playing Phasmophobia. Like, I'm jumping out of my my seat. I'm scared, (laughs) you know, to death. And you're just like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, This there's a ghost. And I'm like, come yeah. on, man! <laughs> yeah, there's a ghost chasing me over here, guys. Yeah, like You're just uh, laughing at me because I'm freaking out the whole time. <laughs> so I could, I could see that. I think you're like very matter-of-fact, maybe. I'm, so acting I, might not be... I'm also just, I don't know, I'm also very just surface-level honest. Like, I don't really troll people. I don't like messing around and pretending i'm things that i'm not like i'm just very transparent in that regard so i don't know what it is with my brain makeup it's just very hard for me to act i'll i'll try to scramble and think of something here but what were you thinking josh who would you be able to I mean, play part of me wants to be a villain just because it would be fun i have played the villain in a lot of our churches uh programs that we have done <laughs> i have right. made ki- I, I like one one time this is hilarious they dressed me up as igor uh-huh. um but they did like a makeup job on me where i was this really scary looking igor yeah. And no lie, I made multiple children cry, and it was glorious, man. Like, this was not the, I feel bad because these kids are crying. This is the, yes, fear me, child. I am Igor. You know, like, <laughs> I, and you, you, we've been out on Halloween together, man. You know, uh-huh. I love getting into the role. I've got no problems acting goofy and acting it up. I, I've never actually tested my acting skills, so I'm not sure how good I'd be 
in that regard, but I'd love to play a villain. I mean, I'd like to say Thanos, but I'm just not that buff. I feel like if I had to pick one that I identified with the most, probably Paul Rudd in Ant-Man. Okay. Because, (laughs) I mean, he's got a criminal background. Not that I'm a Mm -hmm. criminal. Don't don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. But, I, you know, I'm not a rule follower, right? Like, I, you know this. I tend to break rules, bend rules a little bit and stuff like that. But I have this desire to see good done. I'm kind of sarcastic at times and stuff like that. So I feel like I definitely identify with him the most. I don't have natural superpowers, so I would definitely need to rely on some kind of technology to make me cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's I, I think that would be my pick is to who I'm closest to in that regard. Hmm. All right. Well, if I have to pick something here, I guess I wasn't thinking about like an existing superhero or villain that's already in the movies because I feel like I would be so oh, bad. That'd be in too comparison. hard to make up a new one. <laughs> I've got. Yeah, I've got a <laughs> no. I've got to play someone that we haven't seen on the big screen. And you know, I got I got my science background. He's a silent protagonist in a video game series. Maybe Gordon Freeman from Half-Life? Does that mean I don't Ah, have to talk? I can point a gun and I can shoot stuff. I can see that, man. Can I get away with that? Yes, you could absolutely get away with that. Yes, because you're (laughs) smart. You would Mm -hmm. follow the science. You would definitely do your part to try to stand up for the world and save the world and stuff like that. Uh, You know, I, I think you'd be vulnerable to like face crawlers. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you he, know, as he far as a goatee, goes. right? I can, I can grow the yeah. goatee out. Sure, yeah, I've seen you with a goatee before. Got glasses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe I'll go with Gordon Freeman because I'm not going to try, you know, to uh, follow up Paul Rudd. I feel like that would be a fool's errand for me. But you know, maybe, maybe you could get away with it. And we uh, need a Half Life movie too. So <laughs> I'd be for it. Yeah, that would not be bad. All right. Well, all right. Let's do one more question and then we'll take a short break. All right, we've got to ask this question. It has popped up time and again on our Discord server. I don't know what it is. It seems to bring out the best and the worst in our Discord server. Oh, it always goodness. brings out strong going. opinions. Dude, this creates you know more debates. Going. Are we going to settle this here <laughs> on the show? Uh, no, because you and I don't see these things <laughs> exactly the same. But we got to give a shout out to Glap Sudir. He's one of our most uh, active people on Discord. He's also a very avid Star Wars fan. I think he was the one who was the most personally offended when I said, look, I love Star Wars, but I do prefer Star Trek. Yeah, I I I, I trolled you in our our show intro intro. for that, Paul. Uh Yes. Yes, yes. I, I have always said if you want a good popcorn movie, Star Wars is better. If you want more human drama i think star trek far exceeds it but his question is related to star wars prequels or sequels question mark also do you believe that the prequels are a disgrace to the star wars name and legacy (laughs) well you can see where uh he's leaning on this one this uh, dude i have never seen this question create more discussion and arguments you know before but if you're a star wars fan there there's a lot going on there my personal take is the sequels are better i get that there's people that say hey the story is disjointed they didn't have the same director i get it people hate you know the last jedi and some of that stuff Paul, you know me. My personal taste is I just want to go see an amazing, enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the plot 
holes are, you know, if it, if it makes me cry and it makes me laugh, you know, I'm good to go. And so in that case, the sequels are phenomenal. You get emotionally attached to the characters, just like you did in the original trilogy. The, the special effects, I'm a sucker for modern things like that. I think they're very good. I completely understand the people that say the plot holes ruined it completely. I get that take, but they're just more enjoyable movies all around. The prequels <laughs> suck. Suck. Now, I will say this. I have watched Revenge of the Sith probably a dozen times, and every time I watch it, I think, man, this is way better than I thought it was the last time I watched it. It's my daughter's favorite of all of the movies. Yeah. And so, you know, so we do watch it from time to time, and I think it's really, really good. But the first two are so terrible that I cannot say in any good conscience that the prequels are better than the sequels. (laughs) So... I would say that I am by no means a Star Wars fanboy. I think they're all okay in their own right. I think the original trilogy is a classic. I have come under fire for saying that Return of the Jedi is kind of a silly kids movie. I think it's very hard to watch that movie and take it seriously with the Ewoks and just so much of that movie. But I do love it. I mean, I grew up watching Return of the Jedi all the time. I would say when I look at the prequels, I really like Revenge of the Sith. And when I look at the sequels, I really love The Last Jedi. I do not like episodes one, two, seven, or nine. I think they are actually quite bad. I do not watch them. I also had to work at a movie theater when episode two, Attack of the Clones, came out. And I had to walk in and hear... The worst dialogue ever written oh, for the, the big screen. It's so cringy, man. The sand, uh, every scene <laughs> with... It's not Hayden Christensen's fault, right? It's not his fault. He did fine in the movies. It's the script writing. But the dialogue of that movie was so bad, I had to constantly hear it. It's very hard for me to put on uh, Attack of the Clones in particular. My kind of take is the prequels and the sequels are kind of bad as a whole, honestly. that's That's my take. It's probably not a very popular one. But I did love The Last Jedi, and I'll tell you why. I, w- I, won't, I won't make this long. All of my thoughts are on Discord. I loved the direction that Ryan Johnson took Star Wars, because he gave me something new. A Force Awakens was retreading all old plotline. It gave me not a single new thing that I cared about. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was fan service in the worst possible way. Fan service is not always bad. But it had nothing new to offer. It was not creative. And then in The Last Jedi, I thought it was really neat because you had the kid with the broom in the stable, and he's got the Force, and anybody can be born and have the Force, and they can make a difference in the universe. And then they gave the keys back to J.J. Abrams, who rewrote all of that, and it turned out, no, you just have to be born royalty. And not only is Rey a Palpatine, but she's also a spoiler Skywalker. Paul. And it was so dumb. So, <laughs> so dumb. Last thing I'll say about Rise of Skywalker, because I think it's the worst movie of the bunch, even worse than episode one. It starts off by telling you that the Emperor is alive. Everyone knows the number one rule in movies is show, don't tell. And they tell us this stupid reveal at the beginning of Rise of Skywalker. Why not show it to us? Make the movie a little bit longer. Now, look, is The Last Jedi great? No. They screwed up Finn. I hated the whole casino scene. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. I thought it had something new 
to say that was interesting, but my take is kind of neither. Uh, sorry, Glap. I know how much you love Star Wars, but um, give me Star Trek II Wrath of Khan over any Star Wars movie. I'll, I'll I, just say that. Hey, I'm a huge Star Trek <laughs> fan, too. I love Star Trek. I've seen every episode of The Next Generation. I've seen Deep Space Nine. I've seen the movies. But Star Wars is well above and beyond Star Trek. Now, Wrath of Khan is a masterpiece, but man, that mm-hmm. movie's so old, you're going to lose 90% of people that are listening right now. <laughs> I think it came out in like 1982 or something. It is pretty old, but yeah, Wrath of Khan is fantastic. Can't recommend that one highly enough. All right, so, so, so it's yeah. decided the sequels are better, right? Mm, equally bad is my take. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That is the official stance. <laughs> Great. The, all of the debates can be laid to rest now. Because everyone knows gamers don't like Star Wars, so I'm sure I won't get a bunch of angry messages on Discord right? after oh, saying yeah. this. Yeah, I can't wait for next Monday. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a short break here and uh, hear from one of our sponsors. This episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast is brought to you by the Blizzard Gear Store by Fanatics. If you're a long-term listener of the show, you know how much we love Blizzard games here. We even have Overwatch as our number one game on our leaderboard. And I've got great news for you guys out there. You can actually help support our show by purchasing Blizzard gear through MultiplayerPodcast.com forward slash Blizzard store. There is clothing for men, women, and children. There's collectibles, toys, so much stuff to browse through and look at. I was taking a look and saw you can order a replica of Genji's sword that you can hang on your wall. There's Lego sets, Diva onesies. What more could you guys want? So please check it out at MultiplayerPodcast.com forward slash Blizzard Store. Now back to the show. All right, Josh, we are back. You got another question ready for us? This is going to be a fun one because this is the kind of question that generally requires preparation, and oh we've had no preparation. So All it's right. going to be just throwing out whatever comes out of the top of our heads here. So, <laughs> okay. Xenu, uh, uh, one of our longtime uh, supporters of the show, Xenu says, You're trapped in a battle royale. You have three characters from video games. Who do you pick? So this is basically like we are fighting to the death in an arena. Mm -hmm. Which three people from video games do you want fighting on your side to give you the best chance of survival and winning this battle royale? Okay. Uh, Maybe I'm cheating by saying this, but I'm just going to take Superman from any DC game. I'm going to take Thor from any Avengers game. And I'm going to take... Uh, Kratos from God of War because oh, those three guys pick. are basically <laughs> immortal and yeah, I mean Superman is 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 the cheat code to any question ever because yeah, Superman's he, not in any video games, Paul. He's in tons. Uh, Superman on Nintendo sixty four. Okay, Josh. we talked about how terrible that game was. <laughs> I would say in in actuality, Kratos is one of them. I would probably go. It's funny because I saw the the competition in our discord between master chief and doom guy. Uh-huh. So that would be an interesting, that's a battle I'd love to actually see. Um, so I would say Kratos, but here's uh, probably master chief. Let's go with him. Right. But here's my ace in the hole. Okay. I'm going mercy. Oh, because okay. you know what, Paul, when I <laughs> get killed in this battle Royale, <laughs> guess who's getting rezzed, buddy. <laughs> that's a good pick. 
I like it. Although I will say, if if Kratos is fair game, I mean, the man's literally the god of war. I think at that point, taking an alien like Superman is on the table, but, you know, that's w- whatever. Uh, I'll take my team against yours, though. Master Chief v. Uh, Thor? That'd be an interesting one. I wonder who wins that Thor's battle. Thor's not in video games, either. <laughs> Thor's you in know. a ton of games. I'll just take Thanos, then. I mean, he crushed everybody, right? It is... I don't know if Thanos is in. Any he was games, in Fortnite. <laughs> uh huh. The day you start quoting Fortnite to back up your opinions is the day I know oh, I've won. No. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. What have I done, Paul? <laughs> Edit that out. I'm sorry, world. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good question from Zenu. Uh, we've missed him the last couple of days. He's on a trip. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to seeing those, you know, messages from Zenu constantly in Discord. But yeah, I know we'll have him back in a couple of days. All right, let's see. Another question here. How about... All right, I really like this question from Reed. Do you prefer when games put you as an established character, or do you like when you are your character? Basically, we're kind of looking at first person versus third person is is kind of the question. But what's your opinion on that? Dude, that's a great question, number one. I... My initial response is I want to be my own character, mm-hmm. but I think that is wrong because some of the games that I love the most are when you are playing the role of an established character, uh, you know, a God of War, Witcher, right? I, I mean, you know, Halo, like when you know, like when you're jumping into the shoes of these people. I think those games stand out way better than when you are an unknown protagonist a la cyberpunk, right? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that is not an established character. And through your actions, GTA, right? Like, I mean, the characters are memorable in GTA, but you don't know the character up front. You kind of learn that character as you go along. Right. And so having that rich lore and rich history resonates with me better than it does if I'm trying to build my legacy in a brand new character, even though my initial reaction is like, oh yeah, let me be who I want to be. I, those, it doesn't sit the same way with me. So yeah, I think I'd rather take on that role of like an established guy with his history and his quirks and his personality and all that. So I have the same answer as you. I initially thought, well, of course I'd rather be my own character, but then I was thinking about like how when we did our top gaming series, how I put Mass Effect above Dragon Age. And I think one of the reasons why is that in Dragon Age, your character doesn't talk. You just like pick dialogue options. It's like you are the character. And that's great. I love that series. There's nothing wrong with that. But when I get to play as Commander Shepard, and I just get to see him and hear his voice and see how he acts, and then he becomes my avatar. I don't know. I just find that more interesting from a story perspective. So I don't have like a real strong opinion, but I think it's a great question. I like playing as established characters. I think it just makes for more interesting storytelling. Yeah, and I I mean, you still obviously have the choices that those characters make. Mm-hmm. So you do get to put your spin on that character, but I just find that it definitely resonates more with me when I get to, I mean, I play video games as escapism, so it's kind of like reading. I'm a huge fan of, you know, fantasy novels and stuff like that. Um, and so for me, I like to get out of reality and into that world or somebody else's world. And so that fits that kind of perspective, I guess. 
Yeah, that makes sense. All right, Josh, you got a question? I do. Um, I like this one, man. All right, so this one comes in from Clem, and uh, he says, what games are you guys most excited for in the coming years? Ooh, so, okay. Now, because we talk all the time, uh, you know, about, hey, this game's releasing in a couple weeks or in a couple months or something like that. But long term, you know, let's say out to like 2025, right? Um, are there, you know, a couple games that I know one of them for both of us probably, but are there some games out there that you just go, man, I can't wait for this two years to go by so that we can have this game in our hands? Well, I would definitely say Dragon Age 4 is the yep. one for sure that's in the short term. I know that God of War Ragnarok is definitely near the top for both of us. I would say the game that I'm most anticipated for is GTA 6. It's always the next GTA. That's the one that I'm most excited about. Even though Mass Effect is continuing and we're going to get something new from them, I'm very excited for that. But for me, the number one will always be that next GTA. Even though we're probably going to have to wait another four to five years, that's the one that I am most hyped up for. Yeah, GTA 6 will be a masterpiece. It's weird because I'm not really hyped for that. I I, I know that sounds goofy, maybe just because it's like, I don't know how far in the future that's going to be. Like, hopefully I'm still alive by the time it releases. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm with you. Dragon Age 4 is going to be phenomenal, hopefully. Um, A a little off-brand, I guess, would be Ashes of Creation. Okay. That we sure. have talked about on the show because it looks to be I I you know I talk all the time how I miss the MMO genre. I don't know that I'll ever have the time to invest in that again, but it's still just those fond memories. And Ashes of Creation looks to be what I would want in an MMO, and I feel like that's going to come out in the next couple of years. It could be absolutely heartbreakingly bad for all I know, but when I think about hey, what's a game that I'm internally getting very hyped for? That's one of them. Um, and then for me, Elder Scrolls six, right? Is it six, five? I can't yes. remember. It'll yeah, be the I think it's one. six, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Five of Sky. They haven't even announced it yet. I mean, you know they're making it, but I if I remember right, they're using a new engine for it. So that is going to be very helpful as well. I love that, you know, that was on my top five gaming series list. So I would get very, very excited if Elder Scrolls Six was coming out in the next couple of years too. All right. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, I think those are all kind of obvious answers other than maybe Ashes of Creation. I think the excitement there is that if any MMO hits that home run, which I'm not sure anyone's really hit since maybe Guild Wars 2, if you consider that a home run, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be that. I don't think it's going to be New World. I don't think it's any of these other ones that are coming out anytime soon. But at the same time, I feel like the likelihood of disappointment is also pretty high because it's been hyped <laughs> so, so much. I know, right? It's kind of like No Man's <laughs> Sky. Like It really can't get hyped up anymore in the MMO world. Yeah. All right. Taking a look here. I got a, a Would You Rather question here from Ooh. legendary supporter Jake. He writes, Would you rather have arms twice as long but legs half as long or legs twice as long and arms half as long i think i (laughs) copied that down wrong but you get the gist of the question i get it you're gonna double one set but lose half of the other this is an easy one for me man 
I I'm I'm long of torso and short of leg anyway, Paul. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so we'll just go with it, man. Right? Go I'm gonna the take T-Rex. little short stubby legs. No, oh, I'm taking the short stubby legs and down. the really long arms. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. my my legs are short anyway, right? Like I've got this real long torso and little legs. I have to buy like the 30 inseam pants, which are like little stubby leg <laughs> pants, right? I'm not like the 34, you're, like 34s or whatever they are. Josh, you're going to be able to wear shorts and they're going to be pants. I mean, that's really what exactly. it comes down to. But here's the, here's the reason I say this, right? Is if I have really long legs and short stubby arms, I think that's going to be more difficult in life than it is the other way around. If I have really long arms, I can just reach straight up to the top of the grocery shelf, you know, grab that thing and put it in the cart or whatever. I can change light bulbs real easy. But if I have little T-Rex arms and super long legs, I might be really good at track and field, but I think I'm going to wind up with issues otherwise. So Ugh. Is this like, are, are you measuring out your arms right now? I'm looking at my <laughs> arm and I'm marking it halfway down and I'm thinking, man, that is a short. That's a short arm. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, but at the same time, I don't time, want T-Rex arms, man. There's yeah, a reason but, the dinosaurs went extinct. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, you can't go to the movies if your legs are half as long. I feel like you're not going to be able to see over the seat in front of you. Maybe you can. Uh, I, I'm going to go with longer legs. Really? Yeah, I am. What's I think, the benefit? Uh, I feel like you could run. You can you can just walk. You could fast, run fast, and you're gonna go faster than other people. You I could. feel like that's a big advantage. But you at know the where same that's time, really gonna backfire, Paul? Laying in bed when my feet are uh, hanging off, or the edge. anytime you have to fly in an airplane oh. or sit in the back seat of a car. <laughs> yeah, it's you know gonna Josh? suck for you, buddy. <laughs> my only my only fear is the fear of flying. So I'm okay with that. Now I've got a reason to never fly. Wait a minute, my legs are what? too long. Have you have you ever been on an airplane? Oh, many times. I grew up with our family being the only family on the West Coast being in Arizona. Everyone else was back in Pennsylvania or Florida, so we would fly back all the time, and I always hated flying. So Really? I have not flown in a very long time. We flew out to Florida when it looked like my grandmother might not make it for very much longer, and we wanted her to meet some of the grandkids. Uh, that was a couple years ago, Josh. I do not fly very often. <laughs> Really? See, I'm scared of heights, but flying does not bother me one bit. Even though I'm 30,000 feet up in the air, I don't feel like I'm up in the air, so it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. But like, get me up on like a ladder, like, you know, on the roof of my house, and I am freaking out, man. Like, leaning over, leaning over an edge, looking down. Even, no, even just dizzy. (laughs) It doesn't make (laughs) me dizzy, but I feel it in my gut. Like, even on Reddit, I don't remember what it is, sweaty palms, the sweaty palms subreddit. I immediately just start like pouring sweat. Like I can't even handle looking at people looking over the edge of a building online, let alone in person. I I can't handle it. I can't do it either, man. What's (laughs) crazy is I love roller coasters. I've been bungee jumping. Like I I can be up high as long as I'm secured to something. Like it gets my adrenaline pumping. Don't get me wrong, but I like that. Right. Like, but if I am to where I could just roll off the edge of something, I am a hot mess, man. I cannot do it. <laughs> wow, nice. that's funny. I had no idea you didn't like flying. Yeah, I mean, I can do it if I have to. It's not like a crippling fear. It's just more of the, you know, anxiety producing kind of situation right. that I'm not crazy about. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right. Well, people got a two for one there. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Whose turn is it? Is it yours? Is it mine? I completely lost track. <laughs> I think I read it. It was Jake's question, right? The would you rather? It was. All right. So that's you're right. Up. Okay, here's a good one. This one's coming in from Fishy Nugget. 
right. What? Which? Read is the a full name, game? Josh. Read the full name. All right. It's uh, XX Fishy Nugget XX. There we go. Okay. Right. Sorry, Fishy. Didn't mean to disrespect your uh, your full name there. <laughs> Which is a better game, Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild? That's a very easy one for me, and I think is it's it very really? easy for you. It's not. Actually. Oh, it's not. Okay. It's really not. No, because I, I, I'm assuming you're going with Breath of the Wild. I'm going Breath of the Wild. I did not love Mario Odyssey as much as I normally love the newest Mario game, whereas Breath of the Wild, that and Wind Waker are my top Zelda games. So I felt like it was one of the peaks of Zelda, and it wasn't really a peak for Mario, so I'll go Breath of the Wild. Which Mario would be a closer competition for you? Uh, Super Mario World on Super Nintendo is probably my number one. But Mario 64, Mario 3 on the NES, those, Mario are, all 64 the con- for me would those be, are all in the conversation. I really enjoyed Mario Odyssey. I played it with my wife, um, which was a lot of fun. We don't play a ton of games together, so that one you know, has good memories for me. Breath of the Wild is the right answer yeah. um, in that regard. <laughs> but right it's funny answer. because it did create a little bit of debate as well. Because there's people that don't resonate with the Zelda games, but they do like the Mario games. Yeah. You know? um, my wife hates combat, right? So Zelda kind of stresses her out a little bit because you have to do all the fighting and the things are shooting you and, you know, all that stuff. Whereas you can certainly fail in Mario Odyssey, but it's much more like peaceful, I guess. <laughs> it's a little more casual in that <laughs> you know, regard. Right. Yeah, exactly. So she would pick Mario in a heartbeat. Um, I do think it's close. Mario 64 would be the one where it's like, man, I'm really having a hard time picking between those two. But yeah, Breath of the Wild is is the better game there. All right. Next question here comes in from Friendly Neighborhood Afghan, and they write, what kind of hobbies do you have other than gaming? Wait, do people have hobbies other than gaming? <laughs> you, you have Is a ton that- of hobbies. Get out of here. <laughs> You've talked about a couple on the show, but what do you like to do on top of gaming? I enjoy doing woodworking. Um, I have used that excuse to buy more tools than a man needs in his life, but it works out well because my wife says, hey, I need you to build this thing. And then I go, oh, cool. I can build that, but I need to buy this tool to do it. And then she goes, yeah, okay. And then I get an awesome tool out of it. So um, I really enjoy woodworking. I'm by no means like a professional at that, but it is something that I really like to be able to just build stuff with my hands. Um, disc golf. Mm. is a hobby that I absolutely love. It sucks being in Arizona because there's not a lot of good courses near us and it's hot five months out of the year to where you can't even go outside. But the rest of the year, it's beautiful and I can wing a Frisbee like, you know, like nobody's business. So that's a lot of fun for me as well. Um, those are probably my two main non-gaming hobbies. I mean, you know, everybody likes going outside and doing stuff from time to time and stuff like that. But those are, those are my two. If I'm not sitting at the computer, like, and you say, Hey, what do you want to go do today? It would probably be one of those two. What what about you? Mm. Mine's definitely a little bit more indoor based being a lifelong Phoenix resident. You know, you can't go outside for 11 months out of the year. So I am a huge movie buff. I have always said movies are my number one go-to as far as hobbies go. It's why my first job was at a movie theater. I applied at Blockbuster and I applied at Harkins Movie Theater because I was going to work in the world of movies. That's what I cared about the most. So I would say movies are way up there. I also really love cooking and 
then gaming is is right up there with cooking. I'd say for me, movies are number one, and then gaming and cooking are kind of tied for number two, if you will. Honestly, I'm not sure I have any other major hobbies. I mean, I love TV also, you know, so I feel like I, I'm I feel constantly... like most people have room for like one or two actual hobbies, and then everything uh-huh. else is just like, yeah, I'll do that for fun. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have even started Movie Night, which I don't think we've really mentioned on the podcast, but shout out to our friend James, who said, hey, let's start up a movie night now that, you know, COVID, you know, we're kind of exiting things in that regard. And I said, great, how are we going to choose the movies? And he said, well, let's just write down a bunch of movie themes and let's just, you know, randomly take turns and you got to pick a movie that meets the theme. So for the last few weeks, we've done these like four times now. Uh, Our latest one was where the theme was romance with the in-movie actors. So our friend Jackie picked Days of Thunder because Such that's when movie. Nicole Kidman. I loved and- <laughs> watching Days of Thunder again, man. It, <laughs> it was, was so, so awesome. I love that movie. So that's when Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman started dating. And so I love having movie night. I love playing games and board games. I guess you could throw that one in there too. Those those are kind of all of my hobbies. We need a board game night. I do miss board games too. I it doesn't take much to get me to want to do something, Paul. Like I did just win poker night, but board game night is a yeah. little bit different. But you oh, know, poker I mean, night—that's another good hobby. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is basically say, "Hey, Josh, people are coming over," and then I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> I'm usually, there. Count me you, in. Usually, we can pencil you in for a yes, unless you've got like extenuating circumstances. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So. All right. Um, man, I just had a good one and I kept scrolling here and then I lost it. Um, oh, here we go. This one comes in from Jake. What celebrity do you think best represents who you think you are? <laughs> I, th- dude, these questions are very hard for me because this one's easy for me. Celebrities. I don't know. They tend to be more like outgoing. I'm very much more reserved. And I, I've made this joke many times. Despite hosting this podcast, I am an introvert. I sit in the back of the classroom. I don't really talk. I don't know what celebrity kind of fits that bill. Like who's more of a quiet sit back and they're like a reliable person who will do what they say they're going to do, but they're not. Loud You're about the movie it? expert, Paul. I don't know. I don't know. I know I who mine would be. Who? Who? Are you, are Keanu you, are you Reeves. Say Chris. Oh, I thought you were going to say no, Chris I Pratt. No, I, I would say Chris Pratt, but Chris <laughs> is like, honestly, Keanu is just the all around like good dude. Uh huh. You know, uh, I think he's liked by a lot of people. Like, I don't really ever tick anybody off, you know, as far as that goes. Like, I like to think I'm genuinely liked by most people that I come across. Like, I feel like Keanu is kind of that way. Uh, you know, he is just an everyday kind of guy. He rides the subway. He, you know, just wants to chat with people and be a normal dude. Devastatingly handsome, you know, great <laughs> in movies, you know, uh-huh. that kind of stuff. I, I mean, The Matrix, John Wick, like, come on, that's got to be who I think I am. I'm not, it, it's the, the question is, isn't who are you? It's who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, Jake, I don't think I have an answer for that. I don't. Really? I don't know that I really see me sharing much in common with any celebrity that I can think of. All right. Well, I'm a one for one, Josh. I'm a unique, I'm a unique rose. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. All we right. got time for a couple more. Yeah, Paul. just a couple more. Let's see. What are we going to toss out here? All right. Here's a good question. This one comes in from Ancient Brutes. 
what's your favorite non-gaming podcast? So we don't have any sponsors. We're not being paid for this, Josh. This is just our personal opinion. What's your favorite non-gaming podcast? I legitimately like... This is going to sound a little like not self-serving, but... Don't I say legitimately, ours. <laughs> huh? Yeah, don't, no, no. Don't say ours. I, it's not ours. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, it is would... the best podcast, let's be honest. But, <laughs> you know, um, I really enjoy... Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of fantasy football, so I really enjoy the Fantasy Footballers podcast. Um, they are some real life friends of ours that run it, but it is just a top notch podcast. It's super fun to listen to. It's extremely helpful, um, for fantasy football purposes. Um, so I actually do listen to that one, um, a lot. And then, um, if I had to say there's, I'm not a huge podcast person to be honest, but there's one called the edge of sleep. Okay. Which I had never heard of before, and it's a draw. It's like a it's like a story podcast. There's like eight episodes, um, and it tells this cool story, and it just reeled me in right away. I actually suggested it to uh, one of our our listeners, and he was like, "Dude, that thing was great, man! It's just like a little episodic." Uh, follows a story, eight episodes. It leaves you hanging on the edge of your seat. It's like somebody reading a novel almost like there's actors and sound effects. And I don't know how you classify. Cause like I said, I don't really, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but those would be my, my two. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. I am an avid podcast listener. I've got a million of them. I do not play fantasy football anymore. So while I did enjoy the fantasy footballers early on, I prefer their other show, the spitballers, that one's just a little bit more silly and just comedy based. That's a great one. I really love the rewatchables because they talk about older movies. They break it down into different categories and just share their favorite quotes, favorite scenes. That's a great one. Also, since I love cooking, I love the Dave Chang show. Uh, he and the other guys on that podcast are hilarious and just share their food takes. One of my favorite things is where they talk about whether a food is overrated or underrated, and they'll spend 20 minutes just talking about like Jello, you know, overrated or underrated, oh, overrated and, and they'll talk sure. about it for 20 Dude, minutes. Oh, Jello is overrated. <laughs> that's a really good one. And Comedy Bang Bang, I love comedy podcasts, so that's a really good one, also. So that's what I would share. All right, All and right. then Josh, we are uh, winding down here, but let's let's do one last question. Why don't you pick the last one to take us out on? Oh man, there's <laughs> we still have like a hundred questions in here, Paul. Yeah, we've got a ton still. Okay, let's. I thought, go. I thought you might go with the breakfast question, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's up I, to you. We can, we can so always easy. save it. Let, okay, let's do a couple <laughs> quick fire then. How about that? All right, right. Okay, uh-huh. so uh, this one comes in from Reed. Sweet or savory for breakfast? I mean, the answer is clearly both. I mean, get your bacon me yes, and yeah, get okay, your waffles yes, and you eat them together. You get both. But I think he's saying you have to pick one. If I pick one, I'll go sweet. I love pastries. I love <sighs> waffles. I love donuts. pancakes. I love French toast. I mentioned the other day, Paul, I if you give me donuts for breakfast, oh, when, there's donuts. a donut place near mm. our house. I absolutely they they give you a coupon where if you order a dozen donuts you get a half dozen for free. Yeah. I will I will legitimately eat 8 to 10 donuts in one day. <laughs> I was going to say you I'm you, not you, saying you, I don't you, regret you, it by the end of the day, but I will absolutely <laughs> eat almost a dozen donuts by myself. 
you'll eat the half dozen before you get home. <laughs> you'll just eat them it's, in the car. Dude, it's so bad. I have an amazing weakness for, for donuts and pastries and stuff, man. It's I'm not proud, but we all have our faults. <laughs> I'm with you. I love savory and sweet breakfast, but if I had to go one, I'll go sweet. All right. Um, alien or Predator? Oh, if we're talking the movies, give me Alien. I love Aliens. I'll take I, I'm that. the same way. Even even if you're not talking about the movies, like the alien species is is super cool. They're freaky looking, man. They did so good designing those. <laughs> um, John Wick or Jason Bourne? Ooh, good question. Both great series, but come on, it's John Wick. It's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent John Wick. I'm not as much trying as to I slander love Bourne Jason identity. Bourne. Jason yeah. Bourne, you're cool. I'd hang out with you. But John Wick is is the bomb, man. <laughs> you can um, never John Wick is never the wrong answer. How about that? That's very true. Yeah. Um I think that's it. Oh, okay. What one more. Here we go. Sharon 64. Do you support pirated games? <laughs> okay, that that question did make me laugh because it's like, hey, do you support this illegal thievery of okay but studios. now let's be honest we have all in our day pirated games in 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 the i used to pirate games like okay, they were I, going out of style because when you're poor right and you don't sure. have a lot of money and you want to play games how do you do that you pirate them and it's super prevalent it's not hard to do it's it's not hard uh i have i pirated games in the past as a teenager yes i did those things did stop Especially, you know, I, I felt a little bit more convicted about those things as I matured in my faith and as a Christian, I didn't want it to affect my testimony. I remember the day that happened. I went to Fry's Electronics and I bought a copy of Windows XP and a copy of Microsoft Office. It was three hundred dollars, which was every Did cent that really? I owned. I was like, this is proof that this is like generated okay. <laughs> from internally because i would have never spent three hundred dollars on the lamest software possible uh so i have not pirated any games other than i did talk about downloading some emulators and some roms of games that are no longer in circulation if it's something that you literally can't buy i don't have a problem with that that's just dead ip no one's making money on it i have no problem downloading a 28-year-old game that you literally can't find elsewhere. That's the only caveat where I, I'm fine with it. I do not pirate games anymore. I used to back in the day when I didn't have money uh, and I wanted to be able to play games. I, I did mention a while back in this episode that I'm not much of a rule follower, so I have <laughs> right. no problem whatsoever pirating Windows. <laughs> <laughs> pirating windows I don't, I don't know if i should say uh, that for legal reasons i built just, a lot of pcs in my day yeah and let's just say when you have friends who are building new pcs who do you text and say can we borrow your windows boot drive i that's it's true me. it's me it I'm was the guy who for owns quite windows. a while i feel like there was a time where i had your windows boot drive for uh -huh. many many a, a pc build um, <laughs> yeah. i did since then make my own so you know, that's good. <laughs> and I nice. figured out how to get keys for it. Um, but yeah, so I, it, it, yes, I, I get that that doesn't make any sense. I will pay the developers for their games. I'd like the refund policy. Like, honestly, that's one reason now where I don't think you have to because you kind of know within the first couple hours whether you're going to like a game and keep playing it. It's going to be worth the money. Or you know what, man? Oh, I made a mistake. Let me refund this and get my money back too. So... <laughs> Well, yeah, I think I, I I understand what you're saying there. 
Well, yeah, this was a ton of fun. I love the listener questions. We still have so many to go back on. So if we didn't read your question, you know, it's, it's no offense. You know, we'll maybe get to it later on. We just have so many here, but you know, thank you for listening along with us, guys. We will be back with our next episode on Thursday for this week in gaming. Make sure to come join us on discord, you know, come send in your questions or you can always find us on social media at multiplayer pod. We would love to hear from you guys. And that's it for today. So happy gaming. These are so fun. They are fun. Yeah. I know. All right. Well, I'm off to go watch the Suns game. Today is game Suns four. Suns and five. We'll see. Did I say <laughs> oh, that right, Paul? Suns and five. Did I, yeah. Did I say that right? Okay. All right. We'll see you guys on Thursday. See you, everybody.